have and thank you so much for the daily provisions you make in our life. Thank you that the hopeless has found hope. Thank Amen. you that those who do not have have received divine supplies. Thank Amen. you that the sick have been healed already. Thank Amen. you that those who need a word have received a word tonight. Thank Amen. you, Lord, that those who are confused have received clarity in their lives. Thank Amen. you, Lord, that those who are lost on the way have been brought back to divine alignment. We Amen. thank you for what you're about to do tonight. Thank you for your mighty hands and mighty power which is at work in our very life. We ascribe all the glory and honor and praise unto your holy name. We Amen. ask the Holy Spirit of God, you move in our midst and do what only you can do. We thank you, Lord. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. amen and amen. Amen. Wow. God bless you so much for tonight. Amen. I believe you are all doing well together with yes. your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-great-grandchildren are all fine. Amen. And I hope your husbands and wives and family are doing very well. How is everyone? How is everyone? How everyone is everyone? Bless God. We bless God. We bless God for tonight. We bless God for tonight. So tonight, the Lord has something for you and I. God has something great for you and I. Are you ready for what God has for us tonight? Yes. Wow. God bless you. I'm very happy that you are ready. There is something the Lord wants to tell us tonight. And I am very excited that God is saying these things tonight at this moment. Liz, I hope everyone can hear me. Yes, please. All right. So, um, first of all, you know, we said that tonight we want to talk about the power of consecration. But um, I, I began to look at it very well. And what God wants to tell us is beyond just the preaching that is going to happen here. I believe strongly in my spirit that there is a rising army. There is a rising army. There's an army that is rising. You know, a lot of times when we go to church or programs and the men of God or women of God say, an army is rising. God is raising an army. We are not talking about a new breed of people or we are not talking about new human beings that are coming around. No, that is not what we are talking about. When we talk about a rising army, we are talking about an awakening of the sons of God. We are talking about sons and daughters of God who are being awakened by the Spirit to a new consciousness of their very nature, their heritage, and their inheritance in Christ. We are talking about an awakening. We are talking about dead things coming back to life. We are talking about people who are dead, but yet coming back to life because now their sensitivities have been sharpened. They have become so sensitive to the leaders and the dictates of the spirit. That is what we call by the army because God already has called us into the army. But when we say an army is rising, we are saying that a group of people who used to be dead, a group of people who used to be lifeless are receiving life and everything about them is becoming very sensitive. They are very sharp. They obey instructions. They are very obedient and they are ready to go all the way with God in making sure that the agenda of God is fulfilled. People of God, listen carefully. Everyone here under the sound of my voice, God has enlisted you in this rising army I'm talking about. You know, when we say an army, a rising army, we are just talking about awakening. In Ezekiel chapter 37, the Bible said, God took the prophet Ezekiel the hand of the Lord came upon him and said, Ezekiel, I can these bones lay. Then he said, Lord, only you know. Then he said, prophesy to these bones. And I will cause breath to enter 
into them and they shall live and you will know that I am the Lord then prophet Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded and the breath of God entered into the tribunes and the Bible says when you read verse 10 of Ezekiel 37 the Bible said that as he prophesied that the wind should enter the bones the bones began to get up Bible says that skin came upon skin oh Jesus sinews came the flesh came up the skin covered them and all these things happened Bible said there was a rattling there was a sound there was a noise there was a shaking and the bones came together people of God when we say there's a rising army we are saying that you see there is no rising army without a noise Bible said that when the army was about to be formed there was a noise every rising army must come out with a noise tonight i hear a trumpet sounding and i hear a noise in the realm of the spirit and every message and every teachings and the preach preachings that god is giving us tonight is the noise we are talking about i am not just preaching tonight it will be a mistake for you to think that I am preaching. Tonight, I am not here to teach. I am here to sound a noise and sound an alarm. It is a mistake for you to think that I am here to teach and preach as usual. No. Tonight, God has sent me here to make an announcement, to make a noise, to blow a trumpet, and to make a noise for you to understand that something is about to happen in your life, something is about to happen in Ghana, something is about to happen in Africa, and this is because a mighty army is rising. No rising army rises without a noise. And the Bible said that there was a shaking. In other words, there is no army that rises up without a shaking. You are part of the people God is raising to shake the land, to shake Africa, to shake economies, to shake Amen. industries. You are one Amen. of the people. And the Bible Amen. said that when he has been prophesying, they stood up. They stood up on their feet. And it was a great, mighty army. It was a great, mighty army. And so when we talk about an army, we are talking about a people who are like dry bones. We are talking about rattling. We are talking about the noise. We are talking about life coming back to things that are dead. We are talking yeah. about a new life. We are talking about an awakening. An awakening that is going to cause those who are dead to come back to life. Tonight, I am here under the prophetic anointing to announce to somebody under the sound of my voice that it is time for you to be awakened. You have slept for too long. You have been weak for too long. How is it possible that a woman of God as you are, you have been doing some certain things, you have been doing all kinds of things, you are not able to pray, you are prayerless, you are wordless, you are holy, holinessless. <laughs> Everything is about you, about you is less, and you are not getting to the level where God wants you to get to. By now, you should be moving in the apostolic. By now, you should be operating in the prophetic. By now, you should be operating in the teaching dimension of the spirit. But a lot of things are going down. By now, your level should be up there. But you see. I am here not to teach. I am here not to preach. I am here to sound a noise. And this noise is the noise of awakening. Amen. It's the noise of awakening. And tonight, as I minister right now, I see men and women who are being awakened. Oh, the rising army we are talking about. I see you coming back to where you belong. I see you coming back to where you have been ordained to be. This is the dimension God is calling you and I into. And I pray as you are listening to me, may something on the inside begin to bubble up. May something in the inside of you begin to well up. May something in your inside begin to bubble up. May you be taken to that level and that realm 
where you encounter divinity as never before. Am I talking to somebody here? You are part of the rising army. But you see, when we talk about the army, the sound, what is this noise? There is, Bible said that anytime there is a noise, we know the meaning of the noise. Many years ago, people will make noise, blow trumpets. When they blow trumpets, the people in the land understand why the trumpets are blown. Either there is a war, they are trying to tell them that something, enemies are coming. So everybody must, must, must jack up and get ready to fight. You see, many years ago, when somebody blows a trumpet, it could be that the chief is communicating something very important. But listen, one of the things I need you to understand, that in our generation, in the army we belong, there is a certain realm and dimension we need to operate from. And this operation demands a certain level of technology. You cannot ride under the wings of greatness without this technology. You see, anytime God realizes that life can be difficult for you, that life can be challenging for you, God introduces a system. And the system is like a technology which is supposed to aid you so that you get to that realm and the level you have to be. So when God realized that a time is coming, that human beings can fall sick, they can have headaches, they can have cancer, God introduced a system. And the system of technology is a technology of the supernatural. And this technology is called the technology of healing. So this system of healing is supposed to make sure that in case somebody falls sick, the system of healing will provide healing for the person that is sick. Am I talking to somebody? God introduced another system. And this system is called the system of prosperity. And the idea is that, that anybody that believes in Jesus, Jesus became poor that we will become rich. So the system of prosperity is supposed to ensure that in case you are going through certain seasons of your life where things are not working, the system of prosperity is supposed to make sure that everything around you becomes comfortable. You will enjoy life, you enjoy goodness in life, you enjoy the fruits of your labor, and you prosper on this land, not only in heaven, but you prosper here. This is the system, supernatural technology that God has introduced. But this system is available to everyone. But you see, the problem we have is that, although we know that these systems are in place, not everybody is able to take advantage of the system. So you see a lot of people who are going through difficult times and moments, but they are unable to deploy or engage themselves in this system so that they have advantage of it. There are a lot of people who are sick, but they are unable to even pray for healing. There are a lot of people who are going through hard times and difficulties, but they are unable to know or, or appropriate themselves to the system we call the system of prosperity. This is the situation that the people of Israel went through. When we read the book of Exodus chapter number 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, and downwards to somewhere chapter, chapter 12 and 13, the Bible said the people of Israel were suffering. They were going through difficult times, but they did not know how to engage themselves in the systems of God where they can have an advantage over their enemies and come out of that situation they were in. Until God himself had to send a man to interfere with what they were going through. People of God, can I make this first announcement? Anytime the people of God are going through certain seasons of hardship, God will always introduce a man and the assignment of the man is to make sure that the people of God are brought into the system which has been ordained already for them. So anytime the people of God are going through certain seasons, God will always introduce a man. And Bible said that the, by a prophet, Israel was delivered. And by a prophet, Israel was preserved. People of God, I want you to understand this. 
when the people of Israel were going through these hard times, God introduced a man. And this man came and told the people of Israel that there is a certain realm that they must operate from. And this realm or this system is a certain system that has the ability to take them to where they belong. But you see, I realize that the people of Israel did not understand the system we are talking about. Why am I saying this? If you look at the history of Adam and the history of Noah and the history of Abraham, you realize that consecration is one of the key things that God is so much interested in. God, when he called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Now, understand this, that the people of Abraham, the fathers of Abraham were idol worshippers. They were into idolatry. Now, God did not want Abraham to stay in that environment. So, for him, for his environment to be changed, God had to move him. Can I say this? When we talk about consecration, consecration is when a man makes a conscious effort to move away from certain environments in order to be in order to get closer to God. That is what we call consecration. And right from Abraham's time, God introduced the system we call the system of consecration. Now, when I say consecration, I am not talking about those rituals that are performed by certain churches where we say we are going to do consecration. No, that we are not talking about that. God introduced consecration right from the Garden of Eden through down to Abraham's time. God said to Abraham, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's house. That is consecration. So when your environment is hindering the, the move of God, God will always place a demand of consecration. Are you understanding me? Are you with me, somebody? Yes, please. Anytime, anytime your environment is impeding the move of God, God will always demand a certain dimension of consecration. Let me say this again, that whenever you realize that certain things are not moving on, look at your level of consecration. When we say consecration, we are saying that when something is trying to shift your focus, something is trying to distract you, then you need to take very keen interest, have a keen interest, and look at those things which are distracting you, because that is your environment. These environments have an ability to shift your focus from God, and in other words, they're able to stop what God wants to do. People of God, the greatest enemy you can ever have in this life is the enemy of distraction. The greatest enemy you can have is the enemy of distraction. Whenever there are distractions, God demands another level of consecration. Because distractions naturally, by default, define the environment we find ourselves in. Whenever you are distracted, know that your environment is full of distraction. So distractions can stop what God wants to do. Distractions can hinder the move of God. A lot of you under the sound of my voice, you are where you are because not because your witches, the witches in your family are fighting you, but because you are distracted. A lot of you listening to me right now, you are limited because you are distracted. And you see, anytime the devil wants to destroy you, he starts by bringing distractions. These things I'm sharing are very deep. These things I'm sharing are very, very deep. They are very, very deep. I've told you again and again that I am not here to preach or teach. I am here to sound a lot, to make an announcement. But this announcement will have an ability to bring bones together and bring life. Listen, people of God, can I say this again? Let me repeat that whenever the devil wants to destroy you, when the devil sees your future 
and see that there are days ahead of you i need to destroy this young woman i need to destroy this young man the first thing he will do is to bring in distractions whenever distractions are introduced your prayer life will go down so you are here you cannot pray not because you are not prayerful you cannot pray because you are being distracted from prayer you are here under the sound of my voice you cannot study the bible when you pick the bible you are unable to read you are unable to study the bible because you are distracted from studying the word you are here there is a certain young man whom god has in whom the devil has intentionally planted around you the assignment of the devil is that he will use this boy as an agent to distract you the moment you are distracted and the devil has succeeded so listen young man there is a young woman the enemy has planted around you and his her assignment is to distract you because they know that when you are distracted then everything that they need to do against you the door is already opened please sometimes if you're not careful social media can be a great distraction facebook can be a great distraction tiktok can be a great distraction instagram can be a great distraction whatsapp can be a great distraction all these things we are doing can be a great distraction sometimes if you are not careful so you are a man of god you are supposed to be hearing from god you are supposed to be a prophet yourself but you cannot hear god because you are distracted stop blaming people stop saying somebody is fighting you you are the own enemy of yourself because your environment is full of distractions so i am here to sound a noise it is time to wake up it is time for the people of god to wake up listen anytime there are distractions god demands a certain high level of consecration so when god says consecrate yourself is because your environment is too cloudy when your environment is too cloudy and it is too cloudy you cannot hear god god demands that you become consecrated consecrated sometimes when people hear consecrated the first thing they think about is oh it's about holiness it is true it is about holiness but it goes beyond holiness god is not just saying we should be holy that's not what we are talking about we are talking about dealing with distractions dealing with them let me tell you something in exodus chapter 32 verse 1 to 4 look at what happened i just want you to follow me carefully look at what happened in the life of the israelite god called the man called moses and told moses to come up to the mountain and come and talk to him god wanted to engage with moses god wanted to talk with moses god wanted to to have a certain intimate moment with moses when a man and his wife or a husband and wife and a husband are having intimate moments that is not the moment you do you pick your phone and say i want to do whatsapp call that is not the moment you 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 call somebody that when you even call they will not mind you because they are having a certain intimate moment together when that time of intimacy was going on look at what happened in genesis 32 verse 1 listen carefully he said when the people saw that moses was so long in coming down from the mountain they gathered around aaron and said come down aaron make us gods who will go before us as for this fellow moses who brought us out of egypt we don't know what has happened to him then aaron said take off your gold earrings which your wives have your sons and your daughters are wearing take them off bring them to me so they brought the earrings and brought them to Aaron. And when Aaron took them, he made it into an idol and cast it in the shape of a calf or a cow. And he did it and said, these are your gods, Israel, 
who brought you up out of Egypt. And, and Aaron built an altar in front of the calf and announced, tomorrow there will be a festival. What a, what a distraction. When Moses and went before the, the mountain of the Lord, the people were distracted. The people were distracted. The people were distracted. Distractions are deadly. The, you see, so anything that distracts you, that thing becomes an idol. Anything that distracts you, that thing has become a God for you. So some of you, you have become sons of God, sons of idols because of those things that are distracting you. You are, you are indirectly worshipping certain things. Whereas you are supposed to focus on God. You are distracted. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Yes, it looks please. like the, the, the environment is very quiet. I don't know whether I'm, I'm, I'm sounding a noise. Yeah. I'm sounding a noise. We are here, yeah. Sounding a noise. Yeah, what? we are here, Pastor. We are here. What? It's amazing. Do you know that when Moses returned from the mountain and he saw it, he was angry. And then he asked Aaron, what happened? Moses, then, I, then Aaron said that, he said that, you know, don't, he said that these people, that is in verse 22 and 23, he said, these people are prone to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. For as for this Moses, we don't know what has happened to him. So I told them they should bring gold jewelry, take it off. And, I, and they gave me the gold and I put it in fire and I made a calf out of it. And the Bible says in verse 25 that Moses saw that the people were running wild. If the Bible is yours, underline it wild. He said the people were running wild. Anytime the people run wild, it calls for a season of consecration. Because he said Moses could see that the people had become wild. I don't know other, how other versions put it. But when you read other versions, I think when you read um, um, when you read, I think the message Bible is also says wild. But I don't know how the King James Version put it. But you could see that they were just not ready. They were, they were just not ready to, to move the distractions away. When you read under King James says they were naked. They were naked. They were naked. They were naked. So you can see that uh, when we talk about distractions, distractions actually bring shape. People of God, I am here to just sound an alarm. That somebody under the cinema, something is distracting you. Please, you are supposed not to be where you are. Something, sister, something is distracting you. Something is distracting you. Or you can't see it. Something is distracting you. It is, I am here to sound this noise. That brother, you are supposed to be higher than where you are now. You are still, you have been, you see, you go back to the things you used to do. You are a young man. You have been masturbating and masturbating and masturbating. You go back to God and you confess your sin. God, I am sorry for doing all these things. I am sorry. I am sorry. I am sorry. God, I am sorry. A young lady, you also do the same thing. You, you do all kinds of things and you go back to God. When you finish, you are so sorry for yourself. And you go back to God, I am sorry. And deep within you, you know that this is not who you are. You know that deep within you, this is not the real you. This is not the real Ajwa. This is not the real Kofi. This is not the real Kwame. This is not you. But something is distracting you. And you are taken away. And you go to God, you cry and you shed tears. And in two hours time, you go back to the same things that is pulling you away from God. These things we call gold and idols. They took the people of Israel away from God. And because they took them away from God, they, 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 they suffered the consequence. Now when you read verse 27 and 28, the Bible says that in that day about 3,000 people died. Why? Because of this environment they created. 
So some of you under the sound of my voice, I, it is about time you are in a relationship with this young man. The young man has not married you yet, but this young man is demanding sex every time you meet. And before you realize you have given yourself to him, and you don't want to do this thing. It is an environment you are creating for yourself and he is becoming a distraction. I am here to sound an awakening. I am here. This message or preaching is not supposed to make you cry, uh, to make you laugh. The, 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 the word of God tonight is not supposed to excite you. I will be, I will be surprised if you are excited. I'll be surprised if you are excited. This message tonight is not supposed to excite you. It's not supposed to make you happy. It's not supposed to make you jump up and shout and receive it. It's supposed to make you tears. Tear and then have uh, shed tears and cry and weep. This message is supposed to push your knees, make you push your knees to the ground and cry for to God and say, God, have mercy. Telling you that you are supposed to become that person but still you are still at the same level and you have not taken time to really assess yourself to look at yourself to see whether something is distracting you or not you know you have a problem but you are unable to deal with the problem when we talk about the subject of consecration consecration is sacrifice abraham had to leave his country how many people want to leave their country and go to a foreign land? How many people just want to leave their country for no reason, go to a foreign land for no reason and just stay there? Nobody wants to do that. Anybody that moves to a foreign land moves with a purpose. Now, for Abraham to leave his country, leave his father's house, leave his household, it was a big sacrifice. Consecration comes from the word sacred. And when we talk about the word sacred, we are talking about being connected with God. Being connected with God, that is what we mean by sacred. When we say something is sacred, it means that thing is connected to God. There is no disconnection, there is no gap, there is no space. That thing is 100% dedicated to the cause of God. So if you are here and there is a gap, you know that there is a gap. You don't need a prophet to prophesy there is a gap. You know yourself that the way you are, something is wrong. Something is wrong with you. So when we talk about consecration, it comes from the word, it comes from the word sacred, meaning to, to, to be connected with God, to be dedicated to God. Whether you are a banker, a lecturer, a teacher, a student, a footballer, whatever you are, a pastor, you are supposed to be connected to God. That is what we call consecration. Consecration. When we say consecration, it's not just going for consecration classes. We are talking about being connected to God. If you are here and you are not you are not connected to God, it means that you are not consecrated. And people who are not consecrated, they cannot be used by God. People who are not consecrated, they cannot receive the blessings of God. People who are not consecrated, their environments are full of distractions. You see, when you see a man, the value of the man is not measured in the amount of money the man has. The value of the man is measured in, the, in, the, in his level of consecration. When you see a man who is anointed, anointing is good. Everybody is anointed. Everybody has an anointing. It is said that even Satan himself is an anointed cherub. Bible says that he's an anointed cherub. So even the devil is anointed. He knows he's anointed. Only that he uses anointing for evil. So everybody is anointed. Anointing is good, but anointing does not make a difference. What makes a difference between two anointed men is their level of consecration. In our generation, it is very easy for you to be distracted. Oh, you will pick your phone and you'll be, you'll be distracted for two hours. Instead of dedicating the two hours to God and, and having intimate talks with God, 
about what you are going through, you, it is very easy to be distracted in our generation. Everywhere you pass, everywhere you go, our environment is too full of distractions. Consecration is a covenant practice. It's a covenant practice where the people of God intentionally sacrifice certain passions, certain pleasures, certain desires in order to stay connected with God. That is what we call consecration. Consecration is a deliberate activity. It's a deliberate covenant practice where a man or a woman of God intentionally sacrifice his time, his pleasure, his enjoyment, and his flesh so that he will have intimate connection with God when nothing will come in to distract. That is what we call consecration. So consecration is a covenant practice. Everybody that is in the covenant of Christ must be a consecrated person. Are you together with me? So consecration is to bring us closer to God. And consecration is supposed to dethrone every idol and rather enthrone God in our hearts. That is what we mean by consecration. Consecration is a price which you need to pay. The other day I was telling somebody, I don't know whether it was on this platform, the other day when God told the people of Israel, listen carefully, look at this carefully, God spoke to Moses and God told Moses that Moses, I am about to now take you out of the land of Egypt and God told God told Moses that tell the people of Israel that in the morning everybody should get ready. I just want to I just want to pick it for you. Let me just pick it so that I I, I just deal with this thing once and for all. Let me just deal with this thing once and for all. Let me just deal with this thing once and for all. Let me just deal with this thing once and for all. Yes. 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 So when you read Exodus 19, I think it says that God told Moses to tell the people that they are to gather the people and get ready. And that if they will obey him, he is going to make them a people that belongs to him. Now listen, the Bible said God told Moses that they should gather around the mountain. And when they gather around the mountain, he called will talk to Moses. And so the Lord said to Moses, I will come in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me and I will speak with you and they will put their trust in you. Now look at what happened. So God told Moses that go and tell the people in Genesis chapter 19 verse 10. Please write it down. Genesis 19 verse 10. God told Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. If you miss this part, you miss everything. Listen, listen carefully. The Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them. Listen, today and tomorrow. Why did he say today and tomorrow? Yesterday is past. God is not concerned about your past. God is not concerned about yesterday. God is concerned about today and tomorrow. So yesterday you were a very bad woman. It is past and gone. Yesterday you spent your time chasing after alcohol. It is past and gone. God is not interested in your past. God is interested in your today and your tomorrow. So God does not judge you by yesterday because of what you did yesterday. God will not say because of that. He is going to give you a bad end. Listen carefully. God said that tell the people Go to them and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. So God is, listen carefully. Today I am here to announce to you that God is interested in, in your today and your tomorrow. Then he told them that tell them that they should wash their clothes. And they should be ready by the third day. Because on that day I, the Lord, I will come down on Mount Sinai and talk with you. Now, do you know what? This is what marvels me. If you listen to the instructions, 
the instruction was very simple go and consecrate them today and tomorrow on the third day i will come and talk to you that was all the instruction god gave moses but look at what god moses went to tell them when you read verse 14 moses consecrated them and they washed their clothings it means that you cannot talk about consecration without talking about garments listen you cannot talk about consecration without talking about garments or clothing anytime we talk about garment consecration there is a certain garment we are talking about a certain garment you have must be washed you let me just put, leave it there that's not my focus when you come to verse 15 which is my focus moses said to the people he said prepare yourself for the third day abstain from sexual relations hey abstain from sexual god did not tell moses to tell the people to abstain from sexual relations all that god said was that tell them that they should consecrate themselves and wash their clothes today and tomorrow but when moses went moses added another instruction and this is to tell you that when it comes to the prophetic there are things that god say that the prophet will declare and there are things that god will not say that the prophet himself can also declare and yet god will honor the two of them i don't know whether you are getting it there are things that god will say to the prophet in a vision or in a dream or in, in, in God will speak to the hearing of the prophet. And the prophet will come and say, That saith the Lord. Then there are also certain things that God will not tell the prophet. But the prophet taking advantage of the prophetic office and the prophetic anointing he carries can speak a word or can declare something. And God will honor that word indeed. So you see, when God said to Moses to tell the people to consecrate themselves, there was nothing like abstain from sexual relations according to verse 15. But listen, when Moses said to them that abstain from sexual relations, God honored that instruction too. Because the prophet of God had instructed let me say this when we read the bible in second kings i think chapter 7 verse 1 he said that tomorrow about this time that's here the lord tomorrow about this time a sea of fine flesh shall be sold for a shekel at the gate of samaria this one it is god who told the prophet to declare but there is another instance where god um, the prophet visited a certain woman a woman of influence when they got to the house, there was no child playing around. And the prophet said, ah, human, do you have a need? He said, no, I don't have any need. Then the prophet himself, this one, it is not God who said, but the prophet himself, tomorrow about this time. He said, no, he said, a year about this time. When I shall return, you will be pregnant and you have a child. So listen, tomorrow about this time is the dimension where God spoke to the prophet. And a year about this time is the dimension where the prophet spoke himself. Are you getting me? Tomorrow about this time was the dimension where God spoke to the prophet. And a year by this time is the dimension where the prophet himself spoke. And because the prophet spoke by himself under the influence of the prophetic anointing upon his life, God honored that word. So a year by that time, the woman conceived and had a child. So I am here tonight. Maybe I am not receiving any prophecy for you right now, but I speak under this prophetic anointing. Oh, Maquias, everybody here in this atmosphere, by the reason of the anointing in this house, may whatever you are trusting God for tomorrow about this time, May whatever you are trusting God for, I be here by this time. Six months by this time. A month by this time. A week by this time. An hour by this time. May you, as I declare, may you receive it now. Amen. I said, may you receive it now. Amen. May you receive it now. I receive it now. In Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh my God.
Amen. Can I blow your mind? Can I blow your mind? Can yes, I sir. Blow your mind? Can I blow your mind? Okay. Amen and amen. <laughs> Let me blow your mind. Let me blow your mind. After that, we pray. Our time is up. Let me yeah. pray. When you read the NIV, Moses said that abstain from sexual relations. <laughs> Do you know that there is a certain level of consecration where it demands that you don't even have sex? But look, let, let, me, let me tell you. Let me, let me go down. Let me go deep. Can I go deep? Can I go deep? Am I am I am I announcing some noise? Push it. Yes, sir. When you read the Message Bible, the Message Bible says then Moses gave their clothes to that they, they should scrub their clothes. <laughs> scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. <laughs> some of you, your garment, you don't just have to wash. You need to scrub your garment. <laughs> then he said to the people. Be ready in three days. Don't sleep with a woman. This is the message Bible. This is the message Bible. Though sleeping with a woman, don't sleep with. Why did he say that? All because they were go. They are supposed to go to God and be connected to God. Now let me let me blow your mind with the last one, which is the King James version. When you read the King James version, he said that and Moses said unto the people, "Be ready against the third day." Come not at your wives. Come not at your wives. It means that even as a married man or a married woman, there is a certain, I'm speaking in a prophetic sense, there is a certain high level of consecration that when you want to, you, you forget about sleeping even with your husband. And sleeping with your wife and and is it and this is what paul the apostle saw and spoke about in the book in, in in his letters to the corinthian church and said that even a husband and a wife can stay away from sex so that they can focus and pray but he said that it, should, it shouldn't be too long when they are done they are supposed to come back together so that the enemy will not have chance to also destroy their marriage is it in the bible yes it's in the Bible. Oh yes, it's in the Bible. Listen, in the King James Version, it says that come not at your wives. So it means that there is a certain level of consecration which even demands abstinence from sex. Not abstinence from sex that you are going to commit fornication or adultery. No. But even as a husband and a wife, you stay aside from certain things. All because you want to focus. Am I talking to somebody? When you say some of these things, some people think, oh, does that mean that when you have sex with your wife in prayer, it is a sin? No, that is not what we are saying. We are not saying that when married people have sex while they are praying, it is a sin. That is not what we are saying. But I'm teaching you that there are deep dimensions of consecration. There are levels. There are levels. Tonight, somebody, your level must change. It is time to manifest. Tonight is a night of manifestation. You have not manifested yet because your environment is too distracted. Tonight is a night of manifestation. We are getting ready to pray any moment from now. Are you ready to pray? I said tonight is a night of manifestation. I see over 60 people here. You are going to manifest. You are going to manifest. Somebody shout manifest. I want you to type manifest, manifest, type manifest in the chat box. Type manifest as you are typing and shouting it. May God cause you to manifest. Distractions are causing you to be hidden. Distractions are covering you up. Distractions are clouding your emergence. Distractions are clouding your manifestation. But tonight, I hear a sound of an awakening in this atmosphere. And the Lord will say that tell my people it is the season and the time of supernatural manifestation. Somebody shout, shout manifestation. I hear the sound of manifestation in this house. That say the Lord, I am raising an army, an army that has come out of their environment, an army that has come out of distractions, an army that is awakened, an army that is making a noise, an army that is shouting, an army 
that is coming out of dryness an army that is rising with new life and this army is shouting and saying never again are we going back to the days of destruction this is the season of focus an army that is focusing on what god is about to am i talking to somebody tonight i hear the lord will say tell my people that if they will consecrate themselves i will lift them up onto the highest mountains the bible says upon mount zion there shall be deliverance oh for my people i decree and declare by your consecration may a door be opened by your consecration tonight may your new level come by your consecration, may a new door be opened. Somebody shout consecration. I hear the Lord will say, tell my people, it is the time to consecrate themselves. It is the time to do away with anything that distracts them. I hear the Lord coming with fire and the fire is consuming anything that is blocking your access to the divine connections of the spirit. Anything that has become a blockade, preventing you from connecting to God. I hear the Lord will say, tell my people, by their consecration, they are coming out of that evil. They are coming out of obscurity, from the place of obscurity to the place of prominence. I hear the Lord will say, by their consecration, promotions will be their portion by their consecration they will see their callings by their consecration they will hear my voice by their consecration oh they are coming out of addiction somebody shout consecration tonight is a night to manifest i want you to just lift up your voice with me wherever you are and begin to blow Speak in the language of the spirit now. Begin to speak in tongues. Take advantage of this atmosphere and begin to pray the prayer of consecration and say, God, I am ready to sacrifice because consecration is sacrifice. Speak to God now. Speak to God. 